Hey there, welcome to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast, a space to talk about all things life, fertility, parenthood, and everything in between. My name is Elizabeth. I am an international fertility coach, ICF certified life coach, birth and bereavement doula, and new parent educator. Join us as we support the tribe throughout their journey from conception to bringing your new baby home and everything along the way. See you in the episode. everyone. Welcome back to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast. Today we have my friend Cho, who is an acupuncturist in New York City. And when we met in person, I just instantly knew that we had this passion both for women's health and everything related to that, as well as fertility. So I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having your, your time blocked out for us for this moment to give us your wealth of information around Chinese medicine and how that relates to women's health. Well, th- thank you so much for, for having me. I'm so excited to be able to share whatever I can with your, with your audience. And, uh, so yeah, this is very thank exciting you. and an honor, a big honor. Thank you. And so for those who are listening that are in the New York area, tell us a little bit about your actual brick and mortar space that you have there. Um, okay, well, I have a, an office, a little brick and mortar. I have an office which is located in Union Square in New York City. So we're very centrally located. And uh, this is where I practice acupuncture, Chinese medicine, and also different forms of energy healing to help women and couples conceive naturally in using these protocols that involve uh, Chinese medicine, per se, like the big, the big picture of it. Right. And um, so a lot of women, um, as I'm sure your audience knows, that they're struggling a lot with getting pregnant and they often find that they don't have solutions. They don't know what to do. And they may be pushed into uh, going to uh, the fertility clinics where they start to inject hormones and they, you know, and that's very stressful. And so uh, what I do is I help wherever the, the woman or the couples are, wherever they are, to heal any underlying conditions that may be affecting their fertility. And uh, so oftentimes uh, they can get pregnant on their own. And so that's a, a big plus, right? Yes. Yeah. A huge plus. I mean, not only are you saving yourself from more stress, but you're saving a lot of money to not have to go down that road of going with fertility clinics and whatnot. And I think you mentioned a great point is oftentimes the fertility is just a secondary issue to something else that's going on. Right. And, um, tell us a little bit about how you might get to, to figure out what's happening with someone that maybe something else that's the, the fertility is a symptom of essentially. Sure. So of course, well, the, the symptom, I always call it like the symptom is, is fertility. What's the problem? Like you can't get pregnant. Right. And so that's usually uh, something underlying is out of balance. I don't want to say that the person is broken, right? Cause then it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you don't, you know, there's a problem with one thing or the other. Uh, what we see for sure is, or what I see in my practice is that a lot of women have been on birth control for many, many years. And uh, one of the problems with that is that, you know, why did they go on? Initially, they may have gone on because they had problems with their skin or very painful periods or irregular cycles. And 
uh, going on hormonal birth control actually just masks what else is happening there. And then when they want to get pregnant, they come off the pill and then they find that uh, they are out of touch with their body. That's a really big, big thing. I'm sure with your, um, when you work with people, you know, to really understand like what, how, how your body works and it's not the same for everyone. So really like, you know, taking from the, the idea of understanding where your cycle is and what else is going on. So a lot of women now have been diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome, mm -hmm. right? And uh, in, in my opinion, I kind of feel like when, when I first started out, which was, you know, over 19 years ago, it, there weren't so many women with that diagnosis. And in right. fact, it was a kind of like a rare thing. Yeah. But now we're looking at these markers of uh, so many women that are being diagnosed with that. And then, you know, it makes me very suspicious about our diet, our stress levels, the sleep. And uh, so really like, and, and also thyroid function. Mm. And so by looking at like, what is the overall health picture, if we can balance that then what happens is is that their cycles normalize and then they also and since we track it they can also see when they're ovulating or if there is like a little problem with uh something like low progesterone a lot of women are very stressed out and that has been causing them to have low progesterone mm -hmm. so you start to see their periods change you know the the length and then when we're tracking when they're ovulating that that makes a difference, right? Because then the, then the, um, even if they have a, they fertilize that the, uh, the implant, there's not enough time for the implant. Right. And so then we can do lots of things to help support that. Right. right? So, yeah. And I always say it's one thing to get pregnant, but we want you to stay pregnant. So that's a whole process prior to, and, um, speaking of that, what's, the kind of time runway that you, your ideal client who would want to be getting pregnant would be to start doing acupuncture. Is that, you know, four to six months prior to, um, or what's the, the range? Cause I know when people, you know, decide that they want to get pregnant, it's like yesterday. Right. But sometimes yeah. we need a little time to get our body ready and you know, all those things. So what's yeah. the ideal situation for that? So the, the ideal situation would be six months to a year. And the okay. reason that I say that is because once uh, a couple starts, and and I and I have to say it's usually more like the woman decide yeah. like that she's ready. Yeah. That it's if it doesn't happen right away, the anxiety just goes way up, mm -hmm. and so um, it's like preparing for a marathon, right? You got to start at least six months. Usually, the, the training minimum, <coughs> excuse me, starts in April before you're going to run the marathon in November. Right. And so when you are mentally, when you think you're ready, your body may not have caught up. And so you give yourself plenty of time so that you don't feel the pressure. Yeah. Right? And in that time, you can make adjustments to your diet. You address your sleep habits, um, your gut biome. You make sure like you, you do. And also prior to you do the general tests, like look at what the, your, your hormone levels are, make sure that your tubes are open, mm -hmm. kind of do you give yourself that time because otherwise you wait. 
and then everything is urgent, right? And then all of a sudden you're, there's this pressure that you got to do it right away. And then, then there isn't that opportunity to really like sit back and go, okay, I really need to look at what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, I mean, in New York, we have a lot of stressed out people. Yeah. So there's career and then there are the hours they're working and then they're running to a clinic at seven in the morning. Right. That doesn't help. It doesn't yeah. help. Your adrenals are so taxed at that point. Right. And, and sure. And it takes think- that amount of time to do the reset, like all right. of these things, it takes that time. And also uh, like for losing weight, like some, you know, they've got all that cortisol weight. Mm-hmm. So you slowly want to address that. Right. And and have the expectation that it doesn't happen overnight. Um, for some people, yes, it's true. It can happen for some overnight, but for the majority of people, it, it's not something that is like, okay, we're going to try this time and it's going to work. So give yourself some grace and knowing that, you know, it is a process. And to your point, Cho, it's, it's, that's a perfect analogy around the marathon, right? Like we're getting to run this thing and we need to do the training in order to do that and get our body in the best shape possible. These are the things that we need to do. And acupuncture is one of those. And for, for several reasons that you just mentioned, um, you brought up thyroid, which is one of the first things that I check with clients of mine is the thyroid and the vitamin D tell us a little bit about what you can do with people that have thyroid issues that are trying to get pregnant and, and what the correlation and relation is there with the thyroid and fertility for those that may not know. Well, we know that the, there's the thyroid and the pituitary, like it's all part of the endocrine system, right? Yes. And uh, so a sluggish thyroid is going to show up as, you know, like fatigue, uh, hair, like all the th- depression, uh, just like all of the metabolic functions, they slow down. So in Chinese medicine, that would be like kind of like a kidney energy is like waning. And that's the essence of it. So there are many telltale signs that somebody is having some sluggish thyroid and, uh, they, they don't, and and until of course in, in, in the Western model, either you have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. So, um, very transactional, uh, but, but we look at things like their sugar, uh, certain foods, that are problematic for, for thyroid, right? Like gluten is a big one or, and in some cases this like kind of healthy diet of juicing, you know, like raw bok choy or all of those cruciferous. Yeah. Like that, that actually can be problematic. So oftentimes uh, you can look at what appears to be doing something healthy, but in fact, it's actually creating another situation. Um, yeah. also like over exercising or not sleeping so many of these, it, we have to look at like the whole balance of what's happening. Right. Yeah. And so that is, that's what I find is like a big thing, like always like a little low here, low there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't have proof, but I'm pretty certain that I have this feeling that the hormonal birth control is up to something because way too many women are just, it's like trending, 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 and perhaps also the plastics, you know, like all of those other things in the environment are, are causing these, these problems. Yeah. I know we spoke about that when we were in person about how just 
almost with litter, very little regard that people are put on hormonal birth control. Like you have acne, here's a birth control pill. You have this here, you know, it's, it's, it's almost criminal. I feel like, because, you know, they're so quick to be eating grass fed beef or, you know, a clean organic diet yet, you know, they're masking, they're essentially stopping their system to work properly. Um, what I love about what you're talking about is it just, it feels so integrative, right? It feels like there's so many aspects that go into getting somebody on their path to conception and, and, and doing that when people are obviously not in New York city to be able to come visit you, what, what do you suggest that they look for in an acupuncturist when they're trying to, to get pregnant? Because I know when I was seeing an acupuncturist while I was trying, I think for, for my third baby. So at this point I was 43. Um, you know, he certainly did not talk about any of this. It was, you know, me telling him what I was trying to do. And he, you know, he, he was, he did specialize in fertility, but it was like no conversations about thyroid, no conversations around my stress levels, nothing really. So what would you suggest that you, for somebody who's going down this road of like, what's the kind of interview question, so to speak, to look for a fertility acupuncturist? Um, well, one, uh, okay, so there, there are many different models, I would say. And it sounds like you went to someone who was more of a TCM practitioner that did more of the like, okay, this is what you and, and did a pretty set. Uh, I don't know. Now, yeah, no, you know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just, I'm just sensing that yeah. that is what's going on. Um, so in terms of, I think it's really important when you are seeking out someone who is practicing acupuncture Chinese medicine, that they also are um, schooled or they understand what's going on also from the Western model and to be able to navigate and overlay what that is. So it's not an either or, it's really like an and, how can we work together, right? Mm -hmm. So for my patients that are undergoing, and a lot of them are just like, hey, I'm, 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 I'm freezing my eggs. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, or oh, I'm about to do this thing, this, uh, this cycle. And so, you know, that's their, their time schedule. If I can have them say, listen, if you can put it off a month or so, we can work on these other things. But oftentimes you don't have that opportunity. So therefore, you just you meet them where they are if they're taking medication, oftentimes their doctor doesn't want them to do any kind of herbs or anything like that. So then we're really like tailoring down to how can I help this person to, so that their body will receive the medication that they are and that it's gonna do the least amount of damage, but really that their body is gonna take whatever that is and, 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 and handle it. And so, uh, important that the practitioner is going to be looking at an aspect of personalizing, really personalize who is that person, right? Mm -hmm. So, and, and uh, adjusting to what their need is. So it could be that they don't, I mean, I see all of the time, people don't get enough sleep. Yeah. So, you know, you're <laughs> right. So you're looking at there's certain things you could say that everybody has all the same symptoms, stress, anxiety, poor sleep, indigestion, right? And, the, but for one, for that person, maybe one of them is much more of a priority to tap into mm -hmm. than trying to do all of them. And the more complicated, so this is the other thing, 
the more complicated a, uh, a condition, the simpler the treatment is. Okay. Uh, so if a practitioner, in my opinion, in my opinion, right? I have to say in my opinion, if they're like, okay, we're gonna give you this herb, that herb, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. That you have to remember the person that's in front of you constitutionally and who they are. Are they going to be able to receive it, right? So someone who's really ill, you can't do a lot on them because they don't have the energy to actually take it in. Yeah. And so women that are, you know, gone through cycle after cycle after cycle, I can see that they're exhausted from it. Their body gets exhausted from going mm-hmm. through the process. Um, and even it, like, or month after month after month that they're not getting pregnant, that they're, it's taking a toll energetically. Yeah. And so uh, like understanding what are they going to need right now to help support them? And so it's not a matter of protocols, it's really a matter of like, what is that person going to need and how can I help them to get to their, you know, get to their goal, which is really a healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby, not just to get pregnant. I'm looking at, you know, this, if this is the problem before they're pregnant, (laughs) that we have to kind of look at what do they really like, we, we need to do something to make sure that they are going to have better health so they can, you know, breastfeed or, you know, have energy for their child that they're well, like lots of things, you know, yeah. postpartum so you, depression too. Yeah. Right. You mentioned energy for anybody who's listening and they think of acupuncture, they just feel like it's needles in my body. That doesn't sound good, right? Like, um, can you explain to us one, what, what, what is it, what is happening, you know, from somebody who may never have heard of this, maybe they're, who knows, in the middle of the, the Midwest somewhere doesn't, doesn't know about this. Yeah. Um, they have a in the Midwest too. I know, but, but you know what I'm saying. It's a different um, sure. Yeah. And then also kind of debunking this idea that the needles in you are going to be hurting you. Right. Because from my experience, if it's done correctly, they really shouldn't be hurting you. Correct. But, um, if you could talk about those two things just to right. help in a general perspective. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about meridians and the end. So to lay over, let's say a Western understanding of what the mapping, the body mapping is. And what I look at the meridians, I consider them, we call them bio maps, biological maps. And from the Chinese, the ancient Chinese, they have an embryology theory of the first meridians separate, just like we look at how the, 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 uh, the fertilized egg like separates. And that kind of tells you what's the front and what's the back. Then you have another meridian, what's the top and what's below, right? So these are what tells those cells to actually divide something morphogenetic field, some intelligence says, this is where your head's going to be. This is where your feet are going to be. Right. And so there is all of the, these energy signaling, we call it, and those are meridians that actually tell the cells to actually divide and become this little human being. After you're born, you take your first breath. Like before that, you're getting all your nutrients through the umbilical cord. 
right? And though that's like your that's like your gate of your gate of life, right? Those are like all of these places that we look at the 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 gate the the gates and the energy places. And so once you're out, okay, now you're breathing and now you're eating. But those are are considered like the back doors, you know, like in a computer program. Those are still there to tap into. And that's what the meridians are, those energy lines that actually kind of go, if there's congestion there or something is, is not working, that you tap into those very specific points and then they resend the messaging, right? So it's not only to the brain, although what they find is when they do the research that the actual points that are supposed to go to organs and say, oh, this one goes to this organ, do light up in the brain for those organs. So it's not like, oh, placebo. Right. (laughs) Right. And also they know with acupuncture that releases certain neuropeptides in the brain that tell your body to go into that relaxed, regenerative state. Right. So we already know like this is a physiological thing. Mm -hmm. So this is you know, it exists like the idea is like, hey, you know, your body always goes to heal itself. When it's out of balance, then it doesn't. And so we need to look at what is going on that your body is not going into that right space. And what I love about acupuncture is it's like thousands of years old, right? I mean, it's, I even think it's like, older than yes it's thousands of years old documented documented thousands of years old so this is not something that's like new age whatever this is proven you know over ancient chinese medicine and i know people laugh about that but it's true it's still and it's still used today in hospital and all over like throughout asia it's really you know, in certain parts of the world, you've got two, two in a hospital, you have two parts, like one, they go, okay, go here for the traditional Chinese medicine stuff. And then if you need the other part is the surgery and more intervention, but then you're going to go back over here for recovery, right? So there isn't, it's, it's kind of like where in the mix and, and really like people need to be doing stuff on their own. So part of Chinese medicine is really understanding food, exercise, taking care of yourself, meditating. What do you think, what's going on in your mind? Like that's also directing your energy, your energy field. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to, does it hurt? Okay, so most people's experience of needles is coming from a vaccination, right? An inoculation. When they were a kid, it was a scary, it was emotional, right? It was very, so when they think of needles, they have a very negative association with it. But the needle is when it enters, it's like a pinch. You feel like a little pinch and you, you'll feel, let's say, a heavy sensation, maybe a tingling, a little achiness there. Um, and, and what's happening underneath the skin layer is there, there's a part of your system, the, the, the fascia, like it was that layer underneath. And there are little fibers that actually, so the needle comes in this way, right? It goes in. Uh But then underneath, there are little layers of fascia that actually come up and they will grab onto the needle and kind of like shake it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, what's this? Mm -hmm. And that's oftentimes what you feel is that kind of sensation that's there of the the, the, part of the body that's recognizing the needle and then sending the information through. 
So there's a, the body has its own intelligence and that's, you know, with acupuncture, that's what you tap into is that literally like tap into, um, is <laughs> that intelligence that is there. Uh, so it's really just your like helping facilitate your own inner healer. Right. And so that's the beauty of it. And, and how ancient this wisdom is that it actually worked. Like the, what's fascinating is it works. And when patients actually feel the energy moving through their body, that's very exciting. Yeah. That's so cool. And I feel like I, I don't know about you because you're doing this, but I feel like I would be doing it every week on something else or every other day almost of like, oh, I'm having stomach issues today. Like, can I do this or whatever? Because there's, you use the word wisdom and there's so much wisdom in that and, and healing your own body and tapping into what can I do to kind of go inward to, to do this instead of like, taking something externally to try to, again, mask that when your body is essentially trying to tell you something is going on, right? Whether it's something you ate or drank or whatever that your body didn't agree with or the stress level that's happening. Um, I just, I think if I had access to acupuncture every day, my life would be much different. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's, it's helping, it's creating that mind and we call mind body connection. You become very much aware of, oh, my energy field, things are moving. Um, and, and there's a Western term for it. it's called interoception. So that's like the awareness, like you're aware, like when you're hungry, you can actually feel like, oh, my stomach is doing something I need to eat or, and so that's that awareness. And then you go and you eat, right? Mm -hmm. Like we are aware of when we need to use the bathroom and we actually can control like, oh, I can wait until I get to the bathroom. And so it's aware of the sensations in your body. So the more aware that we are of our energy and how our body is functioning, we can actually direct it, right? Like we know yeah. we can actually lower our heart rate or blood pressure, like all of those things. Yeah. So this is what this does. Like, oh, I don't like most of the time we don't even feel the clothes on our body. We are desensitized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you had to be like, well, how's your circulation in your feet? And you focus on your feet and you're like, oh, let me feel them. Let me, you know, cause most of the time we don't even think about it. Right. Except in meditation maybe, right? Right. So I have, a, I've had a few clients over the years that have come to me after they've been to acupuncture and they're feeling really down because they've been told that they have a hostile uterus or something to that nature. What does that mean? And why would hostile, you know, from an acupuncturist? Yeah, that they they said that their their uterus is hostile or um, something of that nature. Like it's cold in the uterus. Could it be cold? No, it's literally the word that they used has been hostile with several different. And maybe that's not a term that you you use, but I've never heard that term before. Okay, so interesting. Good. I've never yeah, I've never heard someone like a hostile uterus. <laughs> okay, because it obviously puts them in a a spot that you know, we're trying to like recover that and, and from the mental aspect, I've, I've heard cold in the uterus. Okay. So what would that mean? If somebody is told that they have a cold, have cold in the uterus. Yeah. Okay. So the, the uterus is, is referred to as the baby's palace. <laughs> so <laughs> mm. the baby's palace. And, that. um, if there's cold, it usually means there's not enough blood circulation there. So okay. it's cold and you need to have the warmth and the energy 
right? So that would be that there's just not, the circulation is not going there. And so they like, they say, oh, cold in the uterus so that it doesn't support the, like the life force isn't, isn't going there. So okay. that's the be, and also it could show up in like, you know, when they're bleeding, maybe not enough, like low, uh, like blood deficiency or clots or different, different kinds of, you know, menstrual disorders that. Okay. So if somebody had a cold uterus and you would do, you would work on them, does that change that right away? Is it something that you need multiple times to work on and it, or does it depend on each person? Really? Is it also, yeah. Is it also around, you mentioned food. So we always say like warm foods and avoid the cold drinks and keep your feet warm and all of these things. Um, So can you kind of tell us the progression of that, of how we can continue to keep our uterus, the little palace ready for (laughs) turn the heat on. on. Sure. I mean, there's like, there's so many different uh, things that are going to affect the reproductive system, right? So this is like a a women's reproductive health is a good, a, a good window into her overall health. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we start to look at the menses, if they have cold in the uterus, then maybe they're, they're blood deficient, right? So there's not enough blood and circulation in chi and, and those kinds of things. So for sure, we want to not drink iced drinks, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the wintertime, right? So you also have to look at seasonally or certain tendencies and energy. Yeah. So you want to in- have nourishing foods. So they're getting nutrients. So we might go, oh, you know, I'm eating all the right foods, but it's not going through. Well, I will like, let's look at your, your microbiome too. We're not going to leave that out. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, if we're looking at digestive it problems and they're eat, they could eat great food, they're not absorbing it. So we're, we're looking at like all of the, the aspects of, of that. Um, there's this, what they call the Baumai, which is the path between the, the pericardium of the heart to the uterus. So this is this aspect of, you know, like when women, they think of their, their little baby, they start lactating, right? Because mm-hmm. we have this, this connection, our emotions to our uterus. So something like trauma can also show up as like energy being cut off to that lower area, like that, the, the chakras, like the first and second in mm-hmm. that area. So we could be looking at what else is blocking, what is blocking there, right? So it's not just a physical, there's a, there's a huge emotional component, which is with it, or we call it spirit. In Chinese medicine, the emotions are like a, a spirit um, because they have energies and, and things like that. So we would look at the food, we look at the sleep, we'd look at many different things that would be addressing. And of course, you know, structurally, you know, what's going on structurally, what else is happening there? Are there the poor circulation? All, anything like below the, the navel, we're looking at that, you know, what's happening there. So uh, for sure, you're going to look at the food, you're going to look at the drinks, you're going to look at exercise, like maybe even too much exercise. We know exercise too much, you don't get a period, right? Yeah. So you can be, yeah, because you're just burning the energy. So that's something I look, a lot of women, they're, very healthy, but if there's also sometimes an underlying eating disorder, right? That kind of translates into, you know, the juice fasting, the colonics, 
the exercise, all of that. And then we can, we look at that the, that one of the, it's not, there's some other things that are going on that yeah. need to be addressed. Taxing, taxing your body in so many different ways, right? So many different ways. And oftentimes yeah. what I find is, is like not doing more. It's really doing less. So someone's like, oh, oh, I know. Now I have to change my diet. Now I have to exercise. I have to do like, kind of like bringing more things in when it's like, okay, you need to like, kind of like eliminate, like you, you, you don't need to run a marathon. You need to like get your energy moving. Like yeah. there's this, yeah. That's the part of why I love having an acupuncturist as part of everyone's fertility team, because if nothing else, it forces you to stop for a little bit and lay there and you can't move because you have needles in you. And even that alone, like if you, if you don't, understand how the energy is flowing or what's actually happening. All you need to know is your body is at rest for a little bit. Right. And, and you're being healed in ways that are pretty magical. So I love that. Do you have any advice for people that are trying to conceive naturally? And then as well as somebody who may be already down the road of, um, IVF and, you know, if those are two different sets of advice or if it would be the same essentially. Um, I probably, it's the same, you really need to, so again, we're looking at the overall health of the person who is, you know, where they are, uh, that you, you can never have too much acupuncture. Like that's like that, that's going to help, help the person out. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can have too little. So oftentimes that, that, you know, just like making sure to make time for yourself as, as you said, um, and really, whether you're going to a fertility clinic, it's even more, I I always find it's even more important to have that mind body connection because the procedures and the things are really, they kind of dissect you. Like they're only interested in your certain body parts or only interested in certain numbers of your blood. They're only, and so what happens is almost like kind of dehumanizing when you go in there that you're just going to be this vessel to carry or, you know, to be, to incubate. And that is, you know, kind of just can be disturbing for someone to talk to you about aspects of yourself in a very, you know, kind of out of your body type thing. Yeah. Right. And, and also just, you know, something that let's say should be natural. This is also, uh, I can, I see a lot of this is that um, resist, there there ends up being also resistance to going to certain clinics because there's this idea like everything has to be a certain way, right? Uh, And we have to kind of look at, well, if, if a clinic can help you, then you have to kind of release an idea about how you're going to get pregnant. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. But what you want to be is in the best, you know, physical and emotional, spiritual place so that you can receive. Absolutely. Amen to that. Where can people find you, Cho? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, they can definitely, I'm I'm definitely on Instagram. Okay. (laughs) Instagram and Facebook, but probably the best the way to find me is on Instagram. And I have my uh, the Cholin Moy Instagram, but also the Integrative Healing Arts NYC one, which you'll beautiful. Again, if you happen to be in the New York area, for I feel like there's nothing better than walking in somewhere, and mm-hmm. and, and especially because they do so much 
of energy healing in general, just walking in places like that will put you in a different mindset and open yourself to receive again. Uh, But also if, of course, if uh, I actually have a book, it's called, will I ever get pregnant? The smart woman's guide to getting pregnant naturally over 40. Amazing. Um, Yeah. So that can, is I've talks about a lot of the things that we're talking about. Right. And fantastic. And we'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. Absolutely. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here and talking about lots of different things. I feel like we (laughs) bounced around a lot, but all really helpful information. So thank you so much. And we look forward to connecting soon. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the pretty little tribe podcast. Follow up on Instagram at the pretty little tribe or at Elizabeth King underscore coaching for updates, resources, and a community to connect with. If you are looking for extra support and tools to guide you along your TTC and parenting journey, visit elizabethking.com. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast everywhere you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Visit elizabethking.com backslash pretty little tribe podcast for more information on how to enter. Any review counts. I just appreciate your honest feedback so I can provide you with the best support possible in your TTC and parenthood journey. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.